that's I feel like you're on the same page here. How are you going to tear Roscoe's pick down even after all them amazing stats? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks. Today we have Mr. Bettersworth and Mr. McClelland. How are you, fellas? Good, mate. How are you guys? Very good. Nice to be back. Thanks, Ben. And uh, good to see you, Betty. <laughs> Indeed. Roscoe, I heard you uh, on the great van. You had a slight stroll with the alarm clock this morning. Looking a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, let, let's say no more. <laughs> what well, while we we're waiting for you to jump on rosser ben was saying that um our last dual podcast that we joined him for we were the second most listened to or downloaded podcast out of his series is big that right to fill this week mate big and that was that was your debut what a strong exactly, start mate. so exactly. boys I, I know you're both uh competitive so no pressure on the trying to take them <laughs> Off camp, so. yeah. I'm sure Matt's got a few more nuggets of wisdom for FPL. You're still comfortably about 100 points ahead of me, so I think I chose Zaha last time and he got one point for three weeks in a row and then scored two. So I was just a bit ahead of the curve. That's right, you're about a month ahead, yeah. You're almost <laughs> too, too good. <laughs> it's all about finding that maverick curve, to be honest, isn't it? You know, and um. I can definitely say I have not been picking that curve. I have had an absolute shocking couple of weeks. But look, guys, um, we're going to be going over a couple of Maverick picks. We're going to be talking to um, the state of fantasy football uh, and the game week 31. Um, I might actually throw this over to Roscoe, throw a bit of pressure on him because he was uh, sleeping in this morning. Mate, what is a Maverick for the listeners? Oh, all right then. Um, yeah, so a Maverick pick is effectively a, a player that you want to be a differential in your team um, and, and score you points against your competition. For this podcast, we define it as under 10% owned. So that will mean that it is a player that the vast majority of, of your competitors don't have. Um, but really, it's somebody that's a bit out there, a bit left field, or somebody that people have missed love it he's nailed that i thought there was a little bit there where he just lost it but i think that was, <laughs> that was a dramatic <laughs> i am slowly waking up i've got a coffee here um and I'm, I'm, i'll get there for dramatic with me lads <laughs> it's not even it's not even early that's the that's the, the embarrassing part but uh very good well um technology issues yeah, so today we'll obviously we'll be picking um two well, I'll be picking two Mavericks and the boys will be picking a Mav each. Um also be jumping into a bargain bucket pick and a Maverick captain, i.e. somebody essentially against Salah. Um in terms of scores on the doors, don't mean to scare you, but I've actually pulled it back a bit. I thought I was out in the wilderness, but I've gone two in a row. It's nine five to the guests. So Look, the guests are probably going to win my own show, but <laughs> yeah, 
no pressure. If I win this one, I could be back in the game. There's eight, uh, seven game weeks to go. So, yeah. Well, look, I mean, what was the week you picked a player that does, doesn't even play? Um, a striker, that was Vlasic or something. Well, that was that was actually from Mike Knight's ghost recording. But yes, I did pick him. He did naff all. I think he got one point. <laughs> So, but you know, you've got to give the give the listeners value. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see who you got today, I guess. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um, well, yeah, last week, uh, Mike. Well, seems like an age ago. Mike went um, Sice, and I went Harvey Barnes. So, um, the mighty Leeds performed a, an amazing comeback and um, scuppered anything that Sice was going to get. And I think Harvey Barnes got an assist. So absolutely great stuff boys before we jump into the maverick picks let's just have a quick look at our fantasy teams i am having an absolute shocker um i'm down i was up at the lofty heights of ten thousands in the world a few weeks ago and now i'm up close to 100. fpl mavericks league i had a quick look betsy you have hey, I've, I've gained ground on you at slash you have dropped considerably you were like third the other week when i looked and now you're 16th <laughs> this is the maverick life mate you pick a few mavericks and sometimes <laughs> in the foot but you mate yeah how are you doing you're obviously flying now um i think it was just a reasonably well played free hit yeah. um which which did all right i think i got 71 points with it last week which took me from i think um 170,000 to 120,000th so it was pretty decent but then i have used my free hit so you know people have still got two or whatever then uh, getting those points back on me at some point i guess yeah mate but i think um, that's exactly what you, you want the chip to do right so well played exactly. Roscoe, you, you've actually made a, a big recovery as well, mate. Well, I I think I was on your pod like earlier, maybe around February time, and I had like my chip strategy there, and it's turned out to be a really bad one uh, because it involved not triple captaining Salah because I free-hitted that, that week, didn't get much of a return. Um, then I wild-carded, um, and again because of the two double game weeks that that was a struggle so i feel like i've basically flushed my chips down the toilet which is a bit, <laughs> bit unfortunate but points wise hanging on in there despite all that yeah and and last week like i got 60 points and i didn't free hit so i've more or less matched or beat people that free hitted last week i think so i was happy to to come away with 60 points um i think it was over 100 points the week before again no chips on that that was just uh just the wild card team that I put together. So again, I think I saw people getting in the low hundreds there, but they, they were typically people who'd use their free hit chip on the double. So um, yeah, I feel like I'm holding ground and hopefully I can chip a bit more. I think yeah. I've spent about 30, 30 or 40 points on you, Ben, but I was so far behind, it's not funny. So I don't yeah. fancy my chances. But yeah, I think um, definitely with a, even in a hundred point gap, it's doable. But you're going to have to, unfortunately, take a few Maverick punts. And this is what we're here to help you with. Um, Before we launch into it, mate, what, um, very quickly, obviously, Leeds, new manager, not spoke to you in a while. A couple yeah. of wins, a bit unexpectedly, some might say. Are you confident that Leeds will stay up this season now? 
Yeah, oh, it's, re it's really hard because we've just come off two wins and one of them was an amazing comeback. So all do, you I, watch all... the do you watch the whole game, the Wolves game? No, no, no. I, I watched the oh, uh, right. mini-match. Um, I would rate Leeds in the first half probably three out of ten. I've heard. Being generous. It was so bad, <laughs> not in the game. And then the second half was 10 out of 10, once you've got the advantage and that kind of fight and that scrappiness to get back. But and him and like, getting you, off the points are what's important at this stage of the season, not the performances. But those, yeah, it wasn't a good performance in the first half, I would have said. I think this this next couple of games is pivotal, 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 because we have Southampton at home and then we have Watford. So mm -hmm. If we get three points out of either of them games, for me, even if we lost to Watford, mm. I think we could be safe because of the points gap. Yeah. Don't think Burnley have enough in them um, to actually pull it back. They would be the, I don't think, I think Watford do have the firepower, firepower but they're too leaky at the back. Um, whereas Burnley, you could maybe see it if they were grinding out one nil wins. But their fixtures are gross. I think our fixtures are probably the better out of the yeah. ones that are looking to fight to fight in the relegation. I've said this before. I still think Brentford, mark my words, they haven't got out of it. Leeds haven't got out of it either. But Brentford have a really tough run. And Everton. You've got to be worried about Everton now, right? Especially if they get a... Uh, they talked about the point deduction the other week, didn't they? I don't think that'll ever actually happen. But if they did lose a few points, like, makes it a bit yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think Brentford, I think, with Ericsson in there, um, supplying Tony will be all right. But yeah. and Leeds, have, you've got the points on the board, regardless. Like, I, the second half was an amazing comeback and, and to get the goals. Um, just, it was like, whatever it took, they weren't pretty. But... I think the fact that you picked up six points from those games you, and, and the fixtures you've got, that's not really a concern. Um, so I think you'd be all right still. But how's your injury list? Because I think you lost four players in that oh, game. Bamford again. Bamford straight four back lads. off. Melier was off. Cock was off. It's not good. <laughs> but we're getting Calvin Phillips back, our king, our leader. Uh, <laughs> So he, him coming back, I think, is going to also help. I think our ratio with him is something crazy. So, look, I'm, I'm going to go in these next two games with an open mind and hope that we get three points. And if we do, that's I two great fixtures: Southampton and not in good form, and and neither really at Watford. So that that's the if you're going to pick two fixtures to have off the back of two wins, mm. you know, and someone needs to pay Jimenez what what they owe for that red card. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a game-changing moment <laughs> and um Jimenez it's all about FPL though Jimenez is a player that will always always let you down I've had him <laughs> in my team probably twice this year and that was one of the weeks where I was like no way I'm not going Jimenez again not again and then I know obviously quite a few people even captained him <laughs> in that game yep. he just cannot be trusted this season he made my free hit team and got me a whopping minus two, thankfully. Yeah, same. There's I that mean, few striker options that Jimenez keeps looking like an option and yeah. time and time again. And that was a particularly bad effort from him, but it's not been good. <laughs> Who was the other player that got minus recently and I managed to put him in? I think it was a defender. Who was it? 
Oh no, it's Dennis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dennis, yeah. I managed to pick him as well. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, hopefully Leeds will stay up. I mean, look, I don't want to throw this on you too early in the morning, Roscoe, but I feel like we haven't actually spoken about it and it's very off topic, but it's, it's quite sad, mate. Derby, what what do you see for the future? Do you think it's a it's it's over now, or do you think there's still a chance? Are you guys going to be able to survive as a club? Yeah, I mean, I've got um, as you know, we have many chats about it and loads to say about this. But um, to keep it brief, it it is a really really tough situation. Suppose supposedly there's two or three firm bids gone in on Friday and. They should be speaking with the EFL this week to finalise the one they're going with. There's so many rumours. Because the club's worth less money than even it was in January, those bids don't look like they'll cover um, a minimum of 25% of the debt to creditors, which is a rule that the EFL have. So that would mean that whilst it does look a little bit more promising, we'll get a new owner in the next week, um, the will break another EFL regulation on financials and probably incur another 15-point penalty, which would be applied for next season. So it probably is League One on minus 15 points. There's only four players contracted beyond June, and we're still on an embargo and can't sign anyone or extend any contracts. So there's going to be Wayne Rooney and four first-team players going into pre-season with minus 15 points. That is probably one of the better outcomes at the moment because the alternatives are there's no club at all um or something goes even worse so yeah it's uh, it is really really dark um and a lot of this is it's a bigger conversation about football finances and and how the previous owner um you know mishandled them mm. and one of the big problems we've got is he withheld 29 million pounds of taxes that he owed he owed to the government um, so that's been the, the by far the biggest chunk of debt left in the club. And one of the big problems is uh, a £30 million tax bill, which you just shouldn't be allowed to do in the first place. And I don't see how you should be allowed to walk away scot-free after not paying £30 million of tax over two or three years. But there's a, lot, a few other clubs that are doing exactly the same thing. Things get sticky, they withhold the tax and they, they figure they'll pay it later. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. No, I mean, it's, it's dark, Netflix but... documentary there, doesn't it? They should have been filming us for the last three years. I want to go back <laughs> to that Derby Leeds semi-final. That's that. That's like the, probably the last good moment I've had as a Derby fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just going to keep remembering that. Oh mate, well, I think, I hope... no, he really's doing well though, isn't he? Like he, he's literally got a team of kids out there, and a, you know a sprinkling of good handy players like Tom Lawrence, but um. To get the results he's getting, he cannot do any more, and the players can't do any more. It probably won't be enough, but that'll be it, mate. We have to rebuild from scratch. I'd, I'd say could be a blessing in this guy. So hopefully, you just survive. I think that's the main thing at the moment. But yes, um, jumping back into the FPL and the Mavericks that the listeners have, have hopefully come for. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go I first, first last time. So, yeah, I think Ross, yeah, okay. Ross yeah, go, okay. you go, mate. Um, yeah, okay. So, and I did try and get a few stats on this. I thought it was an interesting week to try and pick um, something about, like, the fixtures and the form. There wasn't, I didn't feel, like, that many obvious options. 
this week. Um, So, and this one's maybe the most obvious of them, but Kai Havertz is my pick. Um, And the reason is he's obviously been in and out of the team and most of the season has been quite poor, but I'm looking at him as a form pick. He started the last four Premier League games, played 90 minutes in every game, and he played the FA Cup game against Middlesbrough. He's averaging nine points per game across the four Prem games. Um, His XG, because I know you like these stats, Benny, his XG per 90, which is, if I was going to pick of all the stats for um, someone to score, I actually like that one rather than um, the plain XG. So his XG per 90 for the season is 0.44. But his XG for the last five games or four games is 0.66. So he's outperforming his season form. Yeah. And he scored four goals. So he's actually outperforming his XG as well, which yeah. you could say is a good or bad thing. It means is it's, you know, how long is it sustainable statistically to outperform that that number? But still, so you know, I think at the end of, he's got four goals in four, um, pretty consistent returns. He seems to be back in the team. They've got good fixtures. Uh, that is the, the the case for for Kai Havertz. That's I feel like you're on the same page here. How are we going to tear Roscoe's pick down even after all them amazing stats? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's also a striker to the end of So fair. Um, I mean, Havertz has been in really decent form. I think. I mean, they're at home to Brentford or, or whatever, so it's a decent as fixture as they might get. You're adding um, to my case. <laughs> no, no, I mean, he's, he's stuck to the fixture. rules. He's, under, that, he's yeah. under 10% and he's not like a not a, a, a massive sort of cost for him. So, I mean, fair enough. No one else has said him, so. So, 6.6 owned, is that correct? Last night he was, yeah. I mean, look, it's, we're still a few days out, so he may, you know, yeah. by the day before, he might end up at 20%. Well, after that. listening to this podcast and everyone <laughs> putting him in their team, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the wave of uh, habits picks. I'm trying to figure how I can fit him in because I, I do want to back this up with with putting him in the team. Oh, mate, um, I thought that was a given, though. Um, nah, I think genuinely tear it apart. Good, good pick. I just can't forgive him. It's a personal thing. I can't forgive him for that game where I've captained him. <laughs> he's done nothing in a seven nil win. I think he, he that's t- perfect for me. He's just, like just like Jimenez, like, he's just going to let you down. He's just going to let you down. Be stubborn. Be, you know, look at it from with the lens of the past. That, yeah, don't other, put him in your team. Other thing. Happy with that, mate. Other thing is, I think Chelsea have a lot of games coming up. So I think he's a good pick for this week. But Lukaku, for everything that he's done this season, hasn't been great. But he's still a good player. He could still easily play in a few of them games, which I think steals game time from Havertz because he likes to play Havertz and Lukaku in the same position. Um, obviously, it's horses for courses. And I generally think Chelsea are a better team with Havertz because when you watch Havertz, he's just really good at linking up the play, picking up pockets of space. He's probably a better operator when Chelsea yeah. have the ball in and around the box. So... He's almost like that Firmino, Firmino type pivot that, you know. This is 
I agree with you, mate. So let me ask you a question then to see if you can use a crystal ball on this. Um, if the rotations for City and Chelsea are the biggest challenge, I think, for this FPNL um, period, FPL period. Um, Chelsea play four games in 10 days. Brentford at home, followed by Real Madrid at home in Champions League. Then Southampton away. Yep. And then um, Real Madrid away. And just um, five days after that, they've got the FA Cup semi-final against Crystal Palace at Wembley. And then three days after that, they've got Arsenal at home. So they're absolutely packed with games, like you say. So it's going to be, well, when does Lukaku play? When does Havertz play? Who's used in the league? Who's used in the Champions League? Who gets the FA Cup semi-final? So you, you might be, maybe he, they need to chase fourth, don't they? But they want to proceed in both cups. Yeah, it's really depend because there's obviously a little bit of a cloud hanging over Chelsea. I think if I'm Tuchel and I pick my best team, just looking at their fixtures. Yeah, I don't want to poo-poo your pick, mate, but I would probably play Lukaku against Brentford. Rest Havertz. Havertz plays against Real Madrid. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe Havertz plays. Tricky, isn't it? The Madrid game isn't until next Wednesday, so do you take your form player and park them for a week after an international break? This is the this is the question. I think that's probably the the point. I definitely can't argue with his rotation. I think good fixture, both the Southampton and Brentford fixtures are not bad for the next two. And then in form, stats are holding up. He's actually outperforming his stats, which is a risk, but um, but also potentially a, a good thing. If he's if he's in form, he's, he's um, doing more. Um, yeah, there you go. So no, I like it. I like it. I think that's um, I think interesting who you guys have got because it, it was an interesting field of candidates let's say to uh to choose from yeah i think it's a good pick mate i think if he plays you'll he'll, he'll probably get something I didn't say what he costs so i actually don't have that in front of me uh, seven point something seven point he's cheap mate. Point eight. yeah he's everything that we we like here on this podcast as a as a fantasy football pick 7.9 good 7.9 so he's not cheap cheap but he's maybe like a Jota alternative. Yeah. Mm. Betsy, what do you think? Um, do you think Lukaku will have Well, a I think Lukaku played in the FA Cup game, I think, wasn't it, the other day? But that was his first sort of run out, really, apart from a couple of like off the benches in, in a while. Yeah. Um, so I I think that where they've had the break, that Havertz will play, whether he starts, but he will play at some point against Brentford. Um, but then I think he will also play against Madrid, which then maybe means he gets rested for whatever yeah. the third game out of those four you said was, maybe. So we'll, maybe, we'll see, I guess. For this for this game week, mate, uh, game week, mate, I think I agree. I think he will play. So I think it'll be good. Oh well, I feel relieved. <laughs> <laughs> um great pick, mate. Betsy. Oh no, shall I should we shall I do one or Betsy? You, don't, you do yours first. Yeah, okay, no problem. Um, so I've I agree with Roscoe. I think it was really difficult to pick Mavericks that I would put in my team. Um, but then also under 10% owned, 
you really just have to start putting your neck on the line and start sort of blinding out the issues with that pick. Right, potentially Roscoe's done there with the Lukaku rotation because that's what's going to set you apart from everyone else in the in the leagues, right? Because people will go template or they're going to pick the the fixtures and and just look at that. But you have to go against the grain. Um, and I've gone with somebody in a team who I think is the only player to have a good season. Um, and I was playing around with him because he's got a double. Um, and it is Anthony Gordon of Everton. Um, I I just like him as a player. I think one of the things in fantasy football is somebody who is on set pieces. And for Everton, I think he takes corners at current until Gray's back. And I think the corner and delivery and performances in general that he puts out aren't Everton's problem. I think he's been a bit of a diamond in the rough. So um, in terms of fantasy football perspective, he's 4.5 million and they have a double this week. And the double isn't that bad. Like if you look at Burnley's double, for example, they have City and they have Everton. I still think if Everton turn up and play Burnley, Everton will be Burnley. I think Lampard will have put them through the places in an international break. Gordon's not gone away as far as I know. Um, and he'll have them chomping at the bit. If, if you're any good manager would be doing that right now. Um, and so, yeah, with his energy, with his pace, with his delivery on the ball, um, you know, I think he does a lot of cutting in that he's brought into his game. And, and shooting, which is kind of like, I think if you can embody a perfect FPL player, it would be Mares, And like second to that probably would be Rafinha if he could finish his dinner. Like just people who are getting, receiving the ball on the edge of the box, cutting in and shooting. And whether that means a goal and a, a, a deflection or even, you know, if they fake to shoot and then pass, you want them in that danger area. And I think Anthony Gordon is starting to look like that type of player. Um, in terms of stats, he, um, let me just grab them up quickly. Uh, he is XG per 90. Isn't that great? So it's 0.14. Um, the one thing I do like about him is um, his shots per 90 is up at 1.86. So he's having at least a shot a game per 90. Um, so yeah, I think at 4.5, he also enables you to start bringing in the likes of KDB once they play Liverpool or a Chelsea asset like Havertz or um, even like a, a Chelsea defender if you want to go there. Um, so yeah, that's that's who I'm going to go with. Hang my hat on. Matt, do you want to your thoughts? Sir? Yeah, I think I am. Um... I had him on my little shortlist. I made myself a shortlist in case I didn't go first and someone said the person that I wanted to use. So he was on my shortlist. But I just thought I wasn't sure if it was a bit of a trap. Like you just go straight for the double mm. and it's Everton. But then, you know, double games, double the chance that they can kind of pull something out of the bag or whatever. So he was the player I was looking at. Like a goal and an assist, I think, in his last four or five games. Um, and yeah, really low ownership at like two and a half percent or something. So yeah, really good pick, mate, and good good maverick option, I think. Go on, Roscoe, tear me apart. 
You can see me waiting. I know. Ready to go. <laughs> He's in my but... team. That's why. <laughs> uh, I'm a week ahead of you, mate. I'm ah. a week ahead of you, Gordon. Uh, I put him in in my um, transfers. I paid uh, minus four because he had a double home games against Newcastle and Wolves. And he did nothing in those. So, so these fixtures are harder. Everton, I think, compared to when I put him in the week before, look on shakier ground in terms of form because they've had another two losses and don't seem to be able to... Lampard doesn't seem to be able to get the players up for it. Okay. Um, and then both those double fixtures that you've mentioned are away. So I've put, put him on my bench. Um, what you're saying, I agree with, actually. Like, I don't disagree with his quality, his set pieces. So I, you know, maybe there's a thought of should I have him in my team instead of Broger away to Leeds or Beghorst, who I've also got, who are kind of legacy wildcard players that I don't really want anymore. So yeah, it, it, I get your logic on it. It's the big question is will Everton actually turn up to one of these games? And there could be the turnaround match in there for them where they surprise us and 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 beat West Ham. But I think you said the other week. West Ham's such a good team. You didn't even fancy Salah against West Ham to captain. So I don't know if Anthony Gordon's going to get a goal and an assist. So yeah, yeah, that would be my thoughts, mate. But he's uh, he is Maverick. He is Maverick, and he's currently on my bench. True, and you know what? Like I was going to go with uh, Big Val Veghorst as well because I do like my doubles, but <laughs> I just don't. Mm. Veghorst surely is not going to get points against City, but no. Burnley have got to look at the home game that Everton as a game that they've got to win if they're going to stay up. That's so big for them. Yeah, it's going to be huge. But he's done nothing since I put him in on my wild card as well. So I've had a couple of duds. I just it's think... funny because they've come around. I've seen people talking about Veghorst and you've just mentioned Gordon and they're like players I've had for three weeks. That I'm like, I hate to get these shit players out my team. <laughs> I think you've got, you've got to hold them. You've got to hold them and play them this week. Well, you know, they've held them long enough that the doubles come around, so might as well uh, see what happens. You know, roll the dice. Fair enough. Good player, though. I, he's their best player, right? If he's smart, he might try and get his agent to <laughs> call a few clubs this summer. Yeah, well, don't Leeds, know if Lampard's going to make it there. Leeds are taken, but I don't think he can press, so. We'll see. What is it with Leeds? You can't just keep signing wingers. Like you need some other players. Liverpool keep doing that. It's working out all right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, both clubs sign a winger, play them in the centre up front. Why not? But Bets, you're you're are you a Liverpool fan? I am indeed. Yes. Why, why don't we have a quick interlude? Because uh, there's a big title race going on. Who are you going for? Uh we're very much like we're very much like chasing city i think i think that they've got the bit between their teeth like liverpool and they're doing well they've won like eight out of their last eight league games but then uh, the fixtures have been the easier fixtures we've had during that time we've now got i think city um we've got united and i think we've finished we've got um we finished with um villa i can't remember we got a pretty tough final a wolves last game of the season i think so it's like we've still got a few pretty tricky games in there um i think it is more cities to lose rather than ours to steal if you like but it is still making for exciting tv and like good football and making it a bit more interesting i think rather than someone just running away with it right so 
No. What's your no. prediction for the uh, the game against City away? I I mean it's hard to call. It really depends if everyone has like full fit teams or whatever. But I think Liverpool will go there to attack and they won't just sit off. But then I think City will also try to have their kind of complete dominance football with 80% possession sort of stuff. So I guess it, it probably depends on the first sort of 10, 15 minutes, whether someone can kind of get an early goal in or whatever. But obviously I'm going to go Liverpool. So I reckon Liverpool to win that game. But, you know, that's more just with the heart. Could be the decider that almost it's it's the perfect time, isn't it, with how the points have ended up? That's going to be Liverpool, Liverpool will drop points. Like Liverpool will definitely drop points at some point in probably one of like the unexpected games. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed they don't. <clears throat> mm. All to play for. Go on then, mate. Uh, Go on then, mate. Uh, jump in with that Mav. All right. Um, so mine is more based on a bit of an eye test, I think, as opposed to looking at all like the stats and the XG and those sorts of things. Um, so I went on a, a scouting mission a few weeks back and went to watch Brighton play. Um, oh, wow. I'll clarify immediately that I've not gone for a Brighton player. It was who they were playing against, um, <laughs> which so happened to be Liverpool in that game. Um, so this guy, um, this guy has only got 2.6% ownership still, which is a, a massive surprise. Um, I think it's because of the rotation kind of risk that there is with him, which is, again, why he's probably a really good Maverick option. Yeah. Um, so in the last five, I think he's got two goals, should have had a couple of assists, but hasn't quite panned out right. But he's just a real handful. He doesn't stop running. He kind of he's like a little terrier, like nipping away at the ankles of the other players and stuff. He just gets really stuck in so yeah. much so in the Brighton game that he got absolutely clotheslined by Sanchez when he scored. Uh, which probably gives it away now. So I've gone for Luis Diaz. Oh, fiery. He looks a great player, doesn't he? Hit the ground running. Paul. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like that. I think um, it's Liverpool's scouting quality or whoever they've got doing that, they just find the right players wherever they are. Like, I didn't know much about Diaz. I knew he played and he was a good player in the Champions League for Porto. He played, you know, he was a star player in um, Superliga in Portugal and he was playing well for the Colombian national team. Um, and I heard rumours, but like, you can always, as a football fan, be like, oh yeah, but is he going to be good enough in the Premier League? Because Premier League's, you know, can he do it all night in Stoke, essentially? Is it <laughs> And to be fair to him, he looks like he can. Will he get minutes? That's my only question. That's the thing. Like, that is the absolute risk, really. So the thing is, though, I I think Colombia had an international game this week, along with everyone else, which I think he played. Um, I also th I know that Mane and, and Salah played each other again in a Senegal versus Egypt game again. So, I'll, I mean... He's good enough. He's been keeping Mane out of the team or shifting Mane into more of the central role. So I think I think he'll play. I think he'll definitely play. And he's such a handful. Like he's not necessarily a sort of player that needs the full 90, I don't think, to have an impact yeah. of some sort. So I, I found somebody on Twitter shared the, the all of the fixtures for the top four teams, which I've got here. So just to share with you, because it is interesting, I think. So after Watford at home, 
Liverpool have then got Benfica away in the Champions League, then the big City game, then Benfica mm-hmm. at home. Then you've got the FA Cup semi-final against City. And all of that's between the 2nd and the 16th of April. So in two weeks, that's five games in 14 days, City twice, Benfica twice, and Watford. <laughs> so I think it, it is really interesting with the rotations. Like Mane, does Mane and Salah play 90 minutes of every one of those games? Nah, but mm. does Diaz come in for Watford? For sure, you know, because you have Mane for Benfica. The, the, so the Watford game's on the 2nd of April, the Benfica game's the 5th of April. So you've only got three days. But I think we are the half past 12 kickoff on the Saturday, and then it's obviously like an 8 pm kickoff on, you know, against Benfica. Almost four. So it's a little bit like an extra half a day. But I think, yeah, it's a real tough sort of turnaround. I mean, finally, again, in the kind of back to like the Liverpool chasing sort of the title kind of chat, like we finally have like good quality squad depth. And again, that's something they've kind of really missed, I think against like over the city sort of over, over like the last couple of years like they can pull out like Mares and those like mainly as they were bench players for long periods of time um and our bench He's wasn't got the depth, don't they They've now, just like, yeah, now we're, we're Elliot back and uh, Elliot back and and Oxlade Chamberlain sort of fit as well he can sort of hold a bit of a role and, and with Diaz coming in I think you know it's decent squad depth I think so and just to yeah. balance it out, the, the, the fixtures that City have got after Burnley this week is Atletico Madrid at home, followed by Liverpool, then Atletico again, and then Liverpool again in the FA Cup. So that's a tough fixture run, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's yeah. crazy. And, and that's going to be Pep Roulette to the extreme, probably. We'll see all of them used. <laughs> but we just don't know in which order. Exactly. <laughs> Right, well, that's a great pick, mate. I think if he plays, you'll you'll haul. And um, I've got not much of a chance against Watford. But if he doesn't play, then I think it's it's the same <laughs> situation for you boys. You know, yeah. like if Havertz plays and uh, Diaz plays, then um, I'll, I'll have not a chance. But I think we're in the clear because you picked Gordon. Yeah, I'll, I'll go say that. So yeah, maybe but I'm opening myself up so that you can really get. The bragging rights here if um if he does do something and if he does i'll also be cursing because he's on my bench yeah <laughs> and this is one of the things that i'm opening myself up to because i've picked someone that you picked on the same team mate but i've got a different position so i'm going chelsea we've talked about the issues there with rotation in an ideal world i would pick rudiger but he's 24.6 percent owned so i'm not i can't go there I can't even go James. I think that would be the ceiling pick for everybody, but because he's 12%. But I think he's injury prone. He's obviously amazing when he plays, but rotation risk, Champions League, we've all gone through that. Like he's not going to play every single game. So I'm going to go with somebody who I think will get rested, but he'll still play a majority of them games because of just who they've got in the back line. And it's um, Thiago Silva um he's just on the borderline there he's eight percent owned um he's just a rolls royce of a player just like how do you still be that good at that age like i think he's 36 let's check that 37 (laughs) what a joke and he looks like he just like walks and play he just walks and talks 
and but he's still got all the quality like Diags. He could be doing like a, a switch out to like a Zayech who could be cutting in and scoring. He could he's good at set pieces. Um I just really like him and he's more of a an eye test point of view. Um in terms of like fantasy football, he's on 108 points. Oh, hang on. He's on he's on 108 points. And um I think he's eight percent owned if I just double check that. Eight percent, you are correct. Eight percent owned, and um he's got in 108 points. So he's actually only uh eleven points behind Rudiger, which is crazy to say. And I think like Roscoe said, Brentford at home, surely, you know what, cue Ivan Tony, two penalties and clean mm -hmm. shot. Surely he's, he he gets if he plays he gets a uh, six points so yeah so Brentford I like the pick um, he's actually I saw a post the other day he is uh, older than Wayne Rooney yeah so everyone <laughs> loves the old Rooney comparison because he's uh, not in the best nick anymore <laughs> <laughs> he does look about forty five especially after this season i'm so surprised by that the fact he's only like 11 points behind rudiger i think that's nuts because everyone has Rudiger. Well, not everyone but like a large proportion of people have rudiger that's nuts and i think if you're too sure you trust him right so even if you can get him every single game and then the next like get through that and then rest yeah. it and he's mm. probably got the you probably don't need to rotate him because he's from a center back role Mm. You definitely want him out against Real Madrid. But then do, um, you, do you play Saar then? This is the same debate. Do you play someone like Saar? Can you guys explain? Where does um, Chalobah... Because he's been getting minutes, but mm. who's he predominantly been playing for? Uh, look, if you look at the last lineup against Middlesbrough... Uh, games, maybe not. Chelsea, so obviously, um, Chelsea have a back four there. They have Saar, Rudiger, Silva, and Azpil Coeta. Um, but then we know Chelsea like to go into a three. Like, if you look at their last Champions League game, it'll probably be a four. It was a three with Rudiger and Silva in the middle. I think Silva's in the middle there to distribution. So, yeah, I like Tuchel as a coach. He changes it up and he's managed to coach them with a four and a three, which I think many coaches before him have not successfully done. So look, I think it's a pet roulette situation. Um, but I think if you'd want to go against the grain a little bit, he's a good player. It looked like he didn't play against um, Newcastle in the last game week, which was for Chelsea week 29. Yeah, so I mean, maybe he's had a decent rest since then. He played Christensen. And he doesn't go into national break anymore, as far as I'm aware. If he does, then this this theory is out of the window. <laughs> so, whether it's tr whether this is the reason or not, Matt, they had just looking at their results. He didn't play the Newcastle game, but he did play the Norwich game, and they were three days apart. Norwich was the eleventh mm. of March. Newcastle was the fourteenth of March. So he's maybe not playing him. Like he's mm. not going to overplay him, basically. He's, still he's got playing. options and he can give him a bit of a rest instead of playing three times in seven days. He's still playing for Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Mental, is that? Is yeah, it? crazy. The old man, mate, he can't do that travel so much anymore. 
maybe I just shot myself in the foot, but yeah, that's my pick. We think nice. James is back. Sorry? Will James be fit for this week? He's still flagged, I think. I think I reckon he'll get some time, but only like 20 minutes, maybe. He's one to have as well, somehow, to fit in. <clears throat> You'd wrap him up in cotton wool if you were too sure, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, especially with all these fixtures and, and similar with... Um, I think Cancelo is a good option at City, but he does get rotated. Not lots, and maybe not as much as he used to, but he's definitely been... Remember, he got last time the Champions League rounds came, he got dropped out of, a, I think it was Norwich they played. Mm. And he dropped like two of his starting defenders to against Norwich because he didn't need to play him. So there's a risk there. With City on an easy Prem fixture, you know, he can drop to switch him out. So with the, with with all this chat about the rotation, is also Azpilicueta another option? Because if James comes back, he can still slot into the... Ah, oh, this is just a minefield. Just looked at the two games. So the two games um, before the cup, since James has been injured, one of them he played Aspilagueta right wing back with Chalaber in the three, and then the other one he played a back four with Chalaber as the right back. So I think it's it's going to be one of the two, and it depends on his formation almost as well. He doesn't need to do a like for like, but if it's wing back, maybe. And he's probably played Chalibur as a wing back as well. I don't know if we went back long enough. So it's going to be one of those two, isn't it? Yeah, well, by osmosis, for the listeners, I think uh, Aspilqueta is also a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> Alonso? It, it, when I was trawling through the stats for this, Alonso's actually got really good numbers for things like uh, assists, expected assists and... And, and key passes and things. He's like one of the top Chelsea players. He's, he was in the top three consistently, whichever stat where I looked at it, um, which is interesting because he's maybe not got the points in recent weeks, but he he seems to be consistently involved in, in putting um, put good balls into the box. Oh, well, that's probably also a good shout, but I just, every time I watch him, I cringe. I'm like, I fucking, like, he just doesn't look like a footballer. And then he'll run up the other end and like thump one in and you're like, He's only had a couple of like flash in the pan moments, hasn't he, this season for FPL um, halls? But uh, yeah, tricky one. He used to be the goal, didn't he? He used to be like mm -hmm. amazing. You had to have him. And then Chilwell come and took his spot. I know. Yeah. Well, poor Chilwell. Do you want to um, wrap up on the bargain? Yeah. So bargain bucket and uh, Maverick Cap. We'll we'll fly through this. Who's going first? I do the bargain okay. bucket. Yeah, there you go. You do bargain bucket first, mate. This one was really difficult. I thought this week. Um, I've gone with Cucho Hernandez at Watford. Good pick. Um, three goals in his last two, and then the other thing to back this one up is how poor Brighton have been from having been a clean sheet magnet. Um, in their last six games, they've conceded 13 goals. They've conceded two goals in every game and three goals to Burnley. So um, that's against good opposition, bad opposition. They just don't seem to have that um, solidity at the back. So Watford have, have been scoring. It's an important game for them. Um, the only counter argument that I could see in my own um research if you like was he is outperforming 
his XG stats quite considerably. So I think his XG over those games was like one goal and he scored three. So there's a risk there that he's converted really well. Will he actually keep going at that rate? Um, so a bit of a risk. But there's so few options, to be honest, especially up front. Um, Dennis is, I think, on the stats better. But Dennis is not a maverick pick. He's still you're near. going for you're going for Watford to score away to Liverpool. Huh? You're going for Watford. Yeah, I think, mate, I think that could happen, mate. I hope not. <laughs> they have to do have to do something. You could win 3-1. True. True. But there's that there's that few options. I've gone real, yeah, gone out there with, with Kucho. Fair. Fair enough, mate. Don't mind it because his, his, his fixture run actually isn't too bad after Liverpool. He could easily score. So if you chucked him in, he's cheap. Yeah, I like it. Betsy, Mavcap, anyone but Salah category? Well, I am um, I'm doubling down on my boys from Liverpool. I'm going in again on them. I'm really backing them this week. Um, so I hope they do not disappoint. I am going for a Roscoe pick from a few weeks ago just as a maverick. But I'm going Mavcap for Andy Robertson. So he is at 9.4% owned now. So he is creeping up a little bit. But um, Watford have only scored seven goals in their last nine games. Um, so potential for a good clean sheet. Um, Trent is a potential injury risk. So I think Robbo will take more of the free kicks and set pieces. And I'm also really, really kind of trying to capitalise on that left side. So Robertson and Diaz um who were just bombing it up and down the other week in the brighton game so um yeah he's got 10 assists already this season um he's got bonus um five times in his last eight games um four assists in his last six games i think or something like that so i mean he's he's in decent form um so i'm going andy robertson that's actually a pick i quite like i'd think about that because if they did get a clean sheet, he could easily assist too, or something like that, and have a silly score. But then the problem is Salah could score a hat trick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He could assist Salah twice. <laughs> I think there's an argument without Trent in the team that yeah, there'd be more reliance and more focus on what Roberts can do on the left. So you're going against each other there because Roscoe thinks, and then I like it. That'll be interesting to see how the game would unfold. Well, fellas, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to find any other cheap player who's got a chance of doing anything. So going very rogue with Watford away to Liverpool, but there you go. Fellas, thanks for coming on. As always, really enjoyed that. Um, let's see if I can get revenge for last time. And <laughs> I, hope it, I, hope, I wish both your Mavericks are benched. <laughs> <laughs> they could be hey, post these on your twitter feed because we, we couldn't even remember the last time we came on who picked what so <laughs> yeah. okay, well, let's put it on there and, and we'll we'll take you on again I'll, i will mate. i'll uh i'll get you to remind me um, i just reminded you no 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 i mean close to the time um <laughs> yeah bets will and ross will we'll definitely have you on again before the end of the season so look after yourselves may your arrows be green and um, <laughs> see you next time. Lads, it's been a pleasure. Adios. See you, Benny. See you, see you Matt. See you, guys. Bye. Bye.